Hey everyone, can you do us a quick favor? If you listen on iTunes, can you open the app and give us a five-star rating? Your ratings help us become more visible in searches, which allows us to connect with more secondhand enthusiasts like yourself. We appreciate it so much. Now let's get into today's episode. We get it. There are lots of reasons why people avoid going to the thrift store. Some are myths, some are misconceptions, and some are just actually true. Today we're sharing 20 things you told us you hate about thrift shopping, and we're going to talk about ways to hate them less. But first, in order to really get inside the mind of a non-thrifter, we invited a special guest to join us today and talk through some of the reasons why she avoids going to the thrift store. Keep listening for episode 16 of Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. We took a month off on accident. <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. So we have a uh, a really full episode today. So we're going to cut through the chit chat. But our month was great, unplanned, relaxing. Yeah. And we're ready to get back into it. I'm ready. Let's do it. So the purpose of this podcast is to inspire people to see the cost, creative, and environmental benefits of thrift shopping. And we do so knowing that there are a lot of barriers, maybe myths, misconceptions, and even truths about thrifting that prevent and keep people from going. Yeah, that's true. And so we thought, okay, let's get inside the mind of a non-thrifter and understand what are these barriers that prevent people from going. And so we did that in two ways. First, we reached out to my followers on Instagram and social media. And we asked them, what are, what are the things that keep you from thrifting? And the interesting thing about my readers is that a lot of people assume that they're all thrifters. The majority of my followers are not. They're oh. either... Yeah, they're either occasional thrifters or non-thrifters who are intrigued by the idea of thrifting. Interesting. And so knowing that, we got a bunch of really, really great responses. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So actually, I got flooded with responses. Good. And so we combined them into 20 things that people hate about thrift shopping. And so we thought, all right, how else can we get inside the mind of a non-thrifter? We thought we'd bring somebody in today, special guest, uh, <laughs> she's famous and we'll interview her to understand her perspective okay Shannon, you want to introduce our special guest yes it's nary Eunice, one of the Eunice sisters hi it's my sister nary my older sister nary hey guys so nary i guess how would you define yourself as a thrifter I would define myself as not a thrifter. <laughs> we need to turn her into a newbie by the end. Well, and that's that's exactly why we brought you on today. We thought, what better way to get inside the mind of a non-thrifter than to talk to a non-thrifter? Let's work some things out. <laughs> How would you define yourself as a shopper in general? Um, I do like to shop. I shop. I like to discount shop, but... I'm not into rummaging through second and third hand stuff at the thrift store. And it's not because I'm too good for it, but it's because it's exhausting and I don't know what I'm doing. And I do most of my shopping online. What does discount shopping mean to you? I have a two-year-old son who I will go to stores like, can I name retail stores on the show? Okay. (laughs) Like Once Upon a Child, where I know it's been... Picked over, or not picked over, but when they buy the clothes, 
they're very picky about what they buy. So I end up with good stuff. Whereas when you donate your clothes, pretty much anything is accepted. Is that true? For the most part. You like consigned. Like you, you're consigned. Yeah, I do like, yeah. Because they've already essentially done the work for you. They've, exactly. They've picked through... They've cut through the clutter for you. Exactly. And if you've ever been to a store like Once Upon a Child, it's basically my dream come true because they organize everything by size and then again by color. And then they have the sleep stuff separate. So you're not rummaging. It's very limited rummaging. I know exactly which rack to go to. I know exactly which section of the rack to go to. If I'm like right now, I'm shopping for long sleeve tees for him for the fall and I know exactly which way to which place to go on the rack and it's color coded so if I'm like okay I want some oranges and browns for fall I don't have to rummage that's my problem I don't like rummaging okay so those are all legitimate concerns and I can relate to a lot of them actually just not having enough time with a toddler and so we reached out to people online and asked them what their uh, what what are the barriers that keep them from thrifting? And some of them sounded very similar to yours. So we combine them into 20 things. And we're going to go through these 20 things. And then when we're done, tell us which one of those resonate with okay. you. And then the idea is we want to talk through, you know, these 20 things that people hate about thrifting and then talk about how to hate them less. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one, the smell. Number two, can't find things that fit. Number three, the prices can find better deals at bargain stores and on eBay. Number four, time. Number five, kids can't thrift with them. Number six, overwhelmed, too much stuff, and stuff isn't organized. Number seven, no dressing rooms. Number eight, stores and clothes are dirty. Number nine, someone died in my clothes. (laughs) Number 10, lice and bed bugs. Number 11, poor quality. Number 12, they don't have the eye or luck. Number 13, it's for hoarders. 14, no patience. 15, thrift stores are for poor people. 16, I wear designer clothes and you can't find designer clothes at the thrift store. 17, pricing is confusing. 18, can't find things on trend or in season. 19, can't take your cart into the fitting room. And number 20, can't find what I'm looking for, and it's unorganized. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Neri. So tell me which of these resonate with you. Well, pretty much all of them, with the exception of thrifting is for poor people and designer clothes, because I don't really wear designer clothes. I mean, I would. I just don't. Okay. That's not usually what I'm looking for when I'm shopping. All right. So the smell, that's one for you? Yes. Okay. So it has been proven, I actually listened to another podcast talking about that there is a smell and it is the same smell in all thrift stores that you walk in, no matter where you are, California, Ohio, New York, it doesn't matter. I believe that. But it's just like a a compilation of old cells and dish (laughs) detergent, or not dish, but like laundry detergent and just like people's smell everybody you know we all have yeah, like a smell it but I mean, smells like a bunch of people in one room left their clothes that they haven't washed in a long time see when i walk in the thrift store i just smell deals i don't really understand <laughs> like what you're smelling like it that smell to me is deals. you know deals, when deals. you walk into target and you immediately smell that starbucks coffee brewing see you can't really bring up target because i think target put something in their air so it makes me like i literally walk into target 
take a deep breath and go, mm, I'm home. That's exactly what I feel like I when Target. I go to Target. I hate love Target so much. But it feels good. It's like that's that familiar smell. But when you walk into a thrift store, it's like it's like when you walk into someone's old depressing house or something and you just <laughs> you just want to get out of there as fast as possible. Like that's how I feel when I walk into a thrift store. That familiar smell that you're talking about at Target becomes familiar at the thrift store. <laughs> Except it's not a pleasant smell. But like it's like walking into the thrift store is like 99 cent shoes. Walking into Target is like 24.99 shoes. Like- That's true. That's true. Target does smell expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'll go and I've been there and especially if I'm having fun and I'm finding stuff or if I'm with Dina because Dina always like kind of guides me through it when we're together, but I'm not ready to just stay there all like the- okay, this is basically what happens. I'll walk in and it smells, and I'm like, ugh, God, ugh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Dina sort of takes me and like, you know, she kind of like, ta- like herds me over to like the section that she knows that I'll like, and then I'll sit there and I'll look at stuff and I'll be like, okay, this is cool, this is fun. Wow, a quarter! Oh my God, I don't remember the last time I paid a quarter for anything. <laughs> and then I'll like walk around and I'll just sort of like touch things, and then. I'll realize, oh my God, I'm still here. And at that moment (laughs) is where I want to drop everything and just run. I just want to get out. And then I'll have to go find her. And she's usually like knee deep (laughs) in like scarves and clothes. And she didn't even, she didn't just fill up her own cart. Like she filled up stuff for me too. So now I have to stand there and go through the stuff she found for me, which is always amazing stuff, but. I'm just ready to go. So okay. that's that's the sequence of the smell. <laughs> I, I love how we got from smell <laughs> to yeah, like time. It's like, how did we get here? <laughs> I think her bottom line is time. Like she is an impatient thrifter just like me. Yeah, I am. And you just, you need to go in with a purpose and get out. Don't go with Dina. You can't go with Dina with that unless she, if drive I, separate, drive separate. You'll be fine. Like Maybe really that's what we it. need to do because if I went without Dina, I would be... <laughs> I would be absolutely lost. I wouldn't even know what to do. You need to go in with a purpose with Dina, drive separately. So that I can just bolt when I'm ready. Get out as soon as you're ready. Yeah, because then you'll become somebody that wants to go and stay a little bit longer later. You just have to have a starting point. Yeah, I do. I need to build up to it. I thought you were saying go without Dina. And she's like, oh, that's what I need to do. No, no, no. no. I'm like, I'm sitting right here, guys. (laughs) No, I couldn't go without you. Imagine me at the village without you. I would love to see that. I would be like, like, I would just, you remember that scene in Lost in New York? <laughs> Home Alone? That's what I would be like, just spinning in circles trying to find <laughs> what I'm supposed to do in there. The room would just spin for me. Well, let's get back to the smell. So okay. <laughs> there is, there's definitely a smell. I mean, it is like a bunch of people with BO in the same room. And then it's thrift stores, bad. thrift stores try to mask it with their yeah, weird like air freshener, yeah. which smells like fruit. Yeah. So bottom line, yeah, it smells. I will say you do just kind of get used to it. Like, I know it sounds really silly, but you do. Like, you just get used to the smell and like you really don't smell it anymore. Yeah. And then as far as getting the smell out, there are so many different ways to do that. And, um... We've talked. We've dedicated practically half of an episode to that before. Yeah. So there, there, there are ways. I mean, I think once upon a child smells. Yeah, once upon a child does smell. Yeah. But I'm okay with it because I'm in and I'm in and out of there pretty quickly. Right. Because it's so organized. 
Yeah. But there when are you other bring things me that things, make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's small and it's it's organized. But when you bring me things from the thrift store, I don't think it smells. I mean, I just throw it in the wash and that's fine. Like, I don't feel like I'm not like, ew, this stuff is stinky. I yeah. don't want to wear it. Like, I'm not above wearing the stuff or buying the stuff. I just have to be given the opportunity to stay long enough because of A, the smell and B, the time. I'm, I'm hearing that the smell isn't a big deal. Yeah. As soon as she finds a deal, she yep. forgets about it. That's true. It's not a deal breaker. I was just going to say the same thing. It sounds like she can get oh, get through the get smell. Past it. And knowing you and just how much you appreciate convenience, like I have never, <laughs> ever met anyone in my life that appreciates convenience more than Mary and her husband Nate. Like, I get that, We're just too. lazy people. No, you're not lazy. You just, you like innovation. They're, like, I you, do. they're the pioneers of using the new technology, like Instacart and... <laughs> What are the other one? Like the DoorDash, things like that. I mean, my whole life, if there's a shortcut, I'm going to take it. <laughs> it's just my motto. <laughs> Let's talk then about what seems to be the more pressing issue is patience. Yeah. This is actually a big one. And I'll tell you why. It's not just because I'm an impatient person, which I am, but that's not it. Because I do other things that requires a lot of time and I'm fine with it. It's... This is just not how I want to spend my free time, which I have very limited of. So like to me, if I'm shopping for like, let's say I'm shopping for a Halloween costume or yeah, like a Halloween costume is a good example because you're out there looking for something very specific. Why would I spend an entire Saturday rummaging through this stuff when I can just go on Amazon and pay a little bit more and have it delivered to me brand new knowing I can return it? So that right there. The answer to that is you haven't found what motivates you to thrift. Yeah. And there are a lot of different motivators that get people excited about it. So it could be the creative aspect to it, being able to put outfits together, um, money saving aspect to it, environmental, like people will shop secondhand strictly because they believe that you should choose used always. Mm -hmm. Those are all really good reasons. Yeah. So I think that... You just haven't found it yet. And we're going to be thrift missionaries today. And we're going to help you find your motivator. Okay. So let's talk about what would motivate you to thrift. So like you're on a budget right now. Yeah. So we completely revamped mm -hmm. how we spend money because we spend way too much of it. Because you and like conveniences. Because I do. <laughs> so we pay a lot of service fees. No, but. <laughs> so true. That's so true. You know, I wonder if we added up all the service fees that we pay. It would still be priceless. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we're on a budget. So, yeah, like money saving is a big one for me. Like, I love getting the deal. And I don't care if it's second or third or fourth hand. I'm not like, that's fun. I just don't want to do the work for it. Right. So when I'm looking for something, I usually say, Dina, I need a purple like bracelet or something or like I need this thing or Zane needs a shirt with a pumpkin on it. Can you go find me one? Because I don't want to spend $20 at Carter's on something he's going to wear a couple times in one month and then outgrow. I love that. I love that. So you kind of already have the thrift mentality. I do. You. And you do have a motivator. A motivator is that you would, you would thrift or shop bargain shop in order to save money that's, absolutely that's what your motivator is so that's a great thing and because a lot of people just won't think to do that like right. you know and one of the things that we always say at our thrift events is like i make everybody go around and say out loud what is one thing that's on your list so then we can find it for each other yeah i should start my own blog called thriftingbyproxy.com mary <laughs> and it's just all the stuff that you found for me at the thrift store 
people love thrifting so much it's not even a hassle to to tell them to find something like then if i don't have anything on my list it gives me a reason to get yes. into a thrift store and it doesn't and frustrate find- you when you can't find the thing that you're oh, looking no. for no because then it's a challenge yeah and what if you don't win your challenge like there's oh. been so many times that i went in looking for something specific and not just at thrift stores any mm-hmm. stores even retail stores mm-hmm. where i'm like i really want this season i really want like a suede purple jacket for example <laughs> and purple. i'll go and i'll look everywhere and i can't find it and even like even go looking online i wouldn't be able to find it exactly what i'm looking for or even close so that's so but then i just get frustrated and i give up Mm. see i i would just keep that on my list like as like an ongoing yeah when you do find it it's the most rewarding experience and it's such a weird thing to say because it's just a thing i mean i believe it so it's so much fun like the other day i was at the this store this thrift store and i put some shoes on that were wedges and i've been looking for wedges for years that like were comfortable not too high but like Mm -hmm. look cute and they were perfect except they were a little too worn so i couldn't buy them and they didn't fit properly, but the look of them w- were exactly what I had been looking for forever, but didn't even know how to like figure out like know uh, yeah. what, what it looks like, what what I was looking for. But now, like I know what I'm looking for because of that experience, and I'm still on the hunt for that, even though I like put them on yesterday, <laughs> but they just didn't fit right. Yeah, but now I'm but like you're okay, getting closer. That's what I'm looking for. That's yeah. exactly what I want, and it's on my list now. You just have to decide the priority of how bad you want it. And then I, I think one of the things about thrifting is that sometimes not finding it two or three times shows you how much you actually don't need it. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't can't care <laughs> no. about that. No, that's true. Because then you're like, after the third time of trying to find it, you're kind of like, okay. Like it prevents you from impulse shopping. Yeah. Instead of just going on Amazon and looking up purple suede jacket and done – $50 later, yeah. it kind of makes you work for it a little bit. And then like Shannon was saying, when you do find it, it's really rewarding. And maybe after the third time of looking for it, you're like, yeah. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Or like the 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 excitement kind of wore off and I don't really care. I do that all the time where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I was looking for that. Yeah. You know? Um, and then another thing I will say about patience. So Shannon's not really a super patient thrifter. And so she's got it down to a science. Like there's no rule that says you have to go to every rack at the thrift store. And like it, you're always going to be impatient if you don't go because you have to get over this hump where you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I can spend 20 minutes in here. And you won't know that if you don't go, you know, frequently. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something that a lot of non and new thrifters run into. They try it once or twice. They're like, no, no, I can't. I can't spend an hour in here. You're like, you don't have to. You do not have to. Like on a lunch break, you know, when you have time to kill, hop in there for 20 minutes or so and go to one section only. That's what I'm going to do next time. Because walking in there it overwhelms me because yeah. I don't know where to start especially the clothes the stuff doesn't really overwhelm me because I don't know it's just there on shelves like it's you can just look at it the clothes you have to sort of rummage and that just oh and the they're they somehow managed to pack like so many things on a rack so everything is like really tight so you're just like really really looking and then your hands get really dirty <laughs> so since you already kind of have the consigning experience, mm-hmm. like going to Once Upon a Child, you already are comfortable in a secondhand setting. Yeah, definitely. So if all you have to do when you go into the thrift store is like make that make your world smaller and smaller and smaller and and go to one tiny section, so just the tops, it's probably what 
maybe a hundred tops. Do they separate you- by size? Because I gain and lose weight constantly and I never seem to find. So like, let's say you're there and you find what you're looking for, but you don't know if it's going to fit right. Or if you're not sure it's the material is going to work or if it's like really clingy, can you return it? Or do you just have to like redonate it? Okay. So I get you because I hate trying stuff on more than anything, but you got to try it on. So just, you can try it on. Yeah, they have dressing rooms. I don't know about the one number that said there are no dressing rooms. Goodwill has dressing rooms. Yeah, every place that I've been to has dressing rooms. I feel like Dia's told me this before and I didn't believe her. Where do you think I take all my selfies at the yeah. thrift store? <laughs> I just kind of assumed you found a, like a quiet aisle. Oh my God. And just like. <laughs> uh, you, Dina used to wear tights and a dress so she could try on stuff in the aisle and not have to go. Do you remember doing that? <laughs> That's actually really smart. Yeah, she would just like try it on the aisle. <laughs> but um, you have to try it on. And the second that you have any negative thoughts about it, you leave it behind. You just don't buy it. But it, this, but if you fall in love with it or even like you don't even have to fall in love. But if you're like, OK, this can work in these three three spots like well, that I can wear this. Can I, I can wear this to work. I can wear this to get lattes with Shannon and Dina. <laughs> and I can wear this to, you know, a birthday party. Those are good tips. You know. Yeah, because I usually don't think like that. Like, if you can do that. But if not, just walk away from it. Like, just leave it there. It's only, what, like, four bucks? Like, come on. So let's say I'm like, okay, I found this really cool outfit. Like, I don't mind going and dropping, like, 60 bucks on, like, a million pieces. Like, I love doing that, actually. You saw my, like, haul from Once Upon a Child. So, like, that that's fine. But let's talk about the cool stuff they have there. Like, the kitchen stuff and the feet... <laughs> That stuff is really cool. Now, but I don't know why I have this mentality and I really hate it because let's say I'm at like Kohl's or JCPenney or like a retail store and I see like a, like a pasta strainer and I'm like, dang, I really want one, but I'm not spending $25 on one. And then I see that same thing at the thrift store for like three bucks. And then I'm like, "Mm, do I really need it? Do I really want to spend $3 on this when it would have been like a great deal? And then I get like weirdly cheap about it, even though it's like dirt cheap stuff. Can anyone relate to this? Yeah. <laughs> you do that and it drives me absolutely <laughs> insane. What is that? Why do I do that? I even I do that think, at Mark's. You know, well, you know what I think it is? I think it's because you can't return it. Like it's final. This All sales are final in your mind. Yeah. And I know just because I know you, you're my sister. You love the, again, convenience. You love the idea of knowing, and a lot of shoppers are like this, that I, th- this this is not final. I can take this back. I can put it in my car and never use it, and then a week later, return it. Because it's happened before. Like, I've gotten appliances and stuff from places like that that didn't work out, and then they just ended up sitting there forever, and then I end, and you know me, I don't like clutter, but you're going to be so mad at what I did, because do you guys remember a few years back when we were at the Greek Fest? The salad spinner? And the salad spinner. Don't even get me started. I refused to buy this oh. cheap salad spinner. Oh, I can't even talk about this. Well, I ended up ordering one for $35 on Target.com. Okay, we're done. <laughs> You're kicked <laughs> off the show. She doesn't use it. She doesn't use it. I do use it. Oh. I do use it, but it was oh. actually not that great quality. Like, I put it in the dishwasher and it got warped. Oh. So, like, I have to, like, really... Oh. So, it was really a waste of money. Okay. And I wish side, I would have... Side note, we were at a basement church sale. right now. And Shannon and I were like, Neri, get this salad spinner. Salad spinners How much was it? I don't remember. $3. I think you just made that up. No. no. It was $3. Shut up. No. 
And we're like, get this out, spinner. No, no, I wouldn't. It's spam. It's clutter. It's gonna, and we're I, like, Who? it was going to clutter. My, at the time, I was living in an apartment. I didn't have room for that stuff. Well, I, I really, I think it's because, yeah, you don't, number one, you don't like clutter. I do get and, weird. So then number two, you're like, because I don't like clutter, I'm, and now I'm committed to this thing. Like, I can't take it back. I can't, I yeah. can't return it or anything. And I don't know, there's like some weird so, thing in my mind, like if it's cheap, that means it's crap. Not like quality crap, just like crap I like collected and I'm so afraid of becoming a collector Well, that's why because that runs in our family. It does. It does. <laughs> well, that's why you make lists, right? Like you make a list of things that you really need and then that's back to my point about like, okay, maybe if after the third time I still haven't found a salad spinner and I'm, I haven't really missed it, right? Like I'm still eating salads just fine, then you don't buy it. Yeah. Right, but like if I should have bought the salad spinner. I saw a salad spinner yesterday. I can't even talk about. I can't talk about this. I'm so mad right now that you that you spent thirty five dollars on a salad spinner. Oh, but and that's I how I got yesterday. it. I put it in my Target shipped a cart, and they delivered it right to my door two hours later. And oh I made a salad that God. night. <laughs> think of how much. Think of how many salad spinners you could have owned. Many with that price, <laughs> like twenty, literally. <laughs> She's rubbing her temples. <laughs> I really stressed her out. I guess my kind of bottom line about patience is that you just have to take it small parts, bit by bit. You do not have to explore the entire thrift store. But in order for you to do that, like you can't go twice and be like, I'm done. I don't have the patience for this. You're never going to get over that patience hump until you get into a groove and I think that is a good transition to time. Then how do you make the time to get into the groove to go thrifting enough for you to become more patient? Okay, so is I'm going to make a commitment to go to a thrift store of your choice because I'm not picking it because I don't know what... I have the perfect idea for you. But I'm going to spend no more than a half an hour in there. Oh, God. Tell her how much stuff she can get in a oh, half hour. Yeah, that's tons of times. <laughs> Okay. And I'm going to go into one section and I'm not going to look at certain, like, I'm not going to look at shoes okay. or purses. I already know what I don't want. Okay. That's exactly. That's wonderful. I want to yeah. get, I want to like decorate. Ever since I became a mom, I started becoming like into like decorating for holidays. And I want to get Christmas decorations. <laughs> oh Be- my God. So we'll all commit to me? going to the thrift store for Put Christmas decorations as my first like newbie experience. Put it on your schedule right now. I will go with you. I cannot wait. I just got like. Okay, but you guys bumps. need to make me a promise. I get easily overwhelmed. So if you guys come to me with armful of stuff saying, Nair, you need this. Look at this. Look at that. Look, okay. you, this is this only $3. Is, like I start thing. getting cagey. And let me, like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Dina knows and she starts to do this thing where she's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and she backs off a little bit. I, I need you to to make a list of what types of things are you looking for? Are you looking for angels? Are you looking for nutcrackers? Are you looking for reindeer? Are you looking for snowmen? Yeah, like Santa Claus. Like, because then we can put, we can just grab cats. those. Cat Christmas. Always cats. Oh my God. <laughs> Neri, I love you so much. <laughs> because if we can, okay, let me, uh, coming back to the time part of it, um, are you willing to go thrifting once a month? Oh, God. For 30 minutes? Yeah, d- yeah, I'm willing. So you're willing to put it on your calendar to go once a month for 30 minutes at a time? Yeah. Locally, because I know you're not trying to drive anywhere far. No. 
And I mean, just that right there, as long as you have an idea of what you're looking for and you walk in, you can't go in willy nilly and just be like, well, just see what I find. Cause that's when you get overwhelmed. Yeah. So just like Christmas is going to be super easy because it's so much fun. Uh-huh. And then maybe your second thing could be like shopping for Zane mm-hmm. because kid stuff so much fun. Yeah. Kid stuff is easy. He's <laughs> just, it's straightforward sizing. So you're, so it would be what's this month. So this month we're going Christmas next month. We're going Zane shopping right we could reverse it or reverse it whatever yeah and then like the third month maybe you can do something a little bit for yourself so you start to you know get into it there's a thrift store by your job okay it's five minutes away from you you can knock that out where the salvation army oh okay you can knock that out on your lunch break 30 minutes you're done and you have to get out of your mind that like you have to go to every section because you're like, I don't want shoes. I don't want purses. Nobody's, you don't have, nobody said you have to buy those things. Like okay. not every thrifter is like me and Shannon where we buy everything. Like in order to be a thrifter, you don't have to be an everything thrifter. You can be a something. Christmas thrifter. decoration thrifter. Yeah. Do I go with one of you two? I say she goes by herself oh, I'm so because sad. we, we overwhelm her. I follow you around like a little poodle too. <laughs> and I'm with you. I do because I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's kind of like, you know, a to- like a toddler following their parent sure. around, like, I don't know, or a husband following them. Bumping into you with a <laughs> yeah. cart. Don't even get me started Nate on that. does that to me when we go to Target and he doesn't have anywhere to go. He'll just yeah. follow me around. So I know you're really excited to go Christmas thrifting with her, yeah. but when you go with us, like, we become kind of like a crutch. Yeah. I know we do that. And I know I overwhelm you with the pictures I send you. She's like, oh my God, you you find so much stuff. And that was her way of saying like, holy crap, you send me so many pictures. <laughs> the only reason why I get overwhelmed with some of this stuff is because like I've, I've agreed to things before that it didn't end up working out. So now I have like a jacket that doesn't fit me because it's sure. too tight in the arms that is so cute and Dina thought of me to get. And now it's just hanging there and I paid, you know, five bucks for it. So, so. I, I agree. I think thrifting f- for other people can be tricky sometimes because you can't try it on yeah. when if, if it's not like housewares and stuff. I get that. And then Dina, Dina will be like, it's a medium. I think it'll fit you. And it well, won't fit any me anywhere. No, near. because sometimes Shannon, you know, sizing is inconsistent. And I'll be like, okay, I can tell with my eyes that I know, I know that this is not a true medium. <laughs> so I get that, and I'm a huge advocate for buying things you actually need. I am totally against buying things, salad spinners for a dollar, just for the sake of it being a dollar. Like, right. I'm totally against that because you're right. We do have a hoarding tendency in our family. Yeah, we so do. So I don't on both sides don't encourage you to do that however i think that the more you go the more you'll know need that don't need that seen that here before have bought that before and never really liked it you'll become just like the same way when you go to target you were able to cut through the clutter and be like okay i really don't need that or that was a bad idea last time or that was an amazing idea last time i'm gonna buy that again right and so it all starts with making a list and i love what you said shannon about being super specific on your list like all right christmas stuff what do you mean by christmas stuff because when you walk in and you see all that christmas stuff it's gonna overwhelm overwhelm me so i love your point about really narrowing things down and then once you do that nary it's like you've got blinders on you are so honed in and just laser focused on what you actually need especially nary right i think she'd be you're gonna be like your personality actually would be really (laughs) good at thrifting yeah (laughs) 
So it all starts with making a list, being very specific, and then um, giving yourself the chance to go often to get through that mentality of like, I can't do this. I won't do this. I can't do this. So I have issues finding clothes and my, my shape is totally Apple. Like I have issues finding stuff that's not going to cling to my like, you know, postpartum belly. (laughs) And, um, I've, I don't have like, I have narrow hips. So Mm -hmm. like I have a specific shape to dress so yes. I'm always in safe clothes. Mm-hmm. I told Dina I'm like in that SNL skit fashion coward. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just wear like my dark denim jeans and my tops and my boots and that's it. But I would love to open it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple prints that I like. Like I really like leopard print. I really like buffalo plaid. I like being able to dress for the season. So I like to wear like reds and stuff in the winter and or browns and oranges and stuff in the fall. But I just can't find anything. Okay. Um, I think you should start off small because it is overwhelming. Um, you should go to the thrift store with maybe, say you want tops. Go to the thrift store in a pair of jeans that you know you love. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to try on tops with a pair of jeans that you already know you love. That's true. So they're, you're going to see how it complements each other. Because, I mean, uh, all of us have like a couple pair of jeans that we love. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. So um start there and pick things that you know you're going to be comfortable in like pick like safe things but then pick a couple bold things as well and you got to get your butt in that dressing room and try it on you know so you might find some things that you really love Mm -hmm. and then you might find some things you didn't know you loved like that's happened to me a lot of times where i'll go in and i'll try something on that i had no idea that I would even look nice in. But you got to like grab something that you like the color, but you're like, I don't wear blazers. But grab it anyway and try it on and see what you look like. Like mm-hmm. you never know. You might surprise yourself. Okay. So serious question. Mm-hmm. How do you get past trying on the clothes before washing them? <laughs> it's like not a big deal to me at all. It's, it's just not? Is no. That... I mean, most of the time, I mean, look at them. Like if they're look grody, like don't put them on. Like just put them do back. Do you think most people but wash the stuff before they send it in? I think people are pulling stuff out of their closet that's washed and hung. You know that's what I mean? That's true. That's what I do when like I donate. Pe- like you're just like one day you just decide to grab a bunch of stuff from your closet. Like you don't wear it and then decide you're going to donate it most of the time. That's true. You know, you're pulling it out of storage where it's clean. Because even new clothes, if I know I'm committed to keeping it, mm-hmm. I tear the tags off and I wash it before I buy it because I don't mm-hmm. like that factory smell. Yeah. Yeah. So with thrifted clothes, <laughs> Dina's leaning in. She really has uh, something to she, say. She needs to talk. It's no different than trying stuff on at Target. Do you know how many people have tried on your clothes at Target? Oh, that's before? so you true. have probably uh, even more than goodwill yeah. yeah that's true that's true that's so true see burn. i didn't think of that <laughs> thick burn, thick burn. <laughs> but um <laughs> or have or have or not only have tried it on at target have purchased it wore it and returned it with the tags on with the tags 100%. on so there's you have to get you have to get over that mindset and yeah. absolutely shannon i find dry cleaning tags on so many things that i thrift a lot of people wash dry clean have never worn it. It's not as gross as you think. I'm okay. not saying rub your crotch all over, you know, a <laughs> pair of disgusting <laughs> pants. You know, use your best judgment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me get back to the sizing thing, though, and, like, the organization okay. of the thrift store. When you walk in, you can see, like, where women's are and where plus size is. A lot of times you will go in and they will be intermingled. And so then you have to just find... Um, small. There will be like a small tag 
and it'll be right on the hanger. So like small will be blue and green will be medium. Large will be yellow. Extra large will be orange. You know, you just look for your color then on the hanger. I actually like it. See, I didn't know that. But it just depends on each thrift store. Like every Goodwill is different. Every thrift store, like the village or whatever, they do it differently. Like they have a plus size section then they have like woman section. I actually like it when it's all intermingled because sometimes you're going to find something sitting at the extra large where it really should be at the 2XL. And I would have never saw that because mm-hmm. I'd be in the plus size section only. I wouldn't be over in the women's section. It really restricts you. It does. And I love it when they mix it because then I can like see more and then I can walk through. And sometimes yeah, you just some, find like a random... And sometimes you're not just one size too. Exactly. Like in some cuts I can fit into like a large. and some exactly. cuts I can fit into an X large. Or like, uh, or like think of like a cardigan or something, like an oversized cardigan. Like you can get, I can get a, a l- extra large. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to put myself in a box but some places do you know yeah so it's just you have to figure out the um um, like how they size it and you'll like the village has big giant plus size you know Mm -hmm. but then you go to goodwill and then you just look for your color on the hanger okay so you just have to figure out where your stuff is in each store do you tie your hair back sure i get so hot yeah Yeah. do you guys get hot and then my purse starts to feel heavy so i feel like maybe preparation absolutely you sound so much like me like i go in without a purse okay i just have my money in my pocket like make sure you have pockets and if you don't have zane with you then you know your money's in your pocket you don't have to worry about like you know a bag or anything else and then you're good to go like, okay. I know Dina, Dina does a little more. Preparation, Neri, is a huge part of it. I do crossbody bags. I pull my hair back. I don't wear a winter coat in there. I wear comfortable clothes. Yeah, because you really just, I start to get like sweaty, oh, hot, sure. angry. People are in my way. Avid thrifters go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, And back to the sizing, Neri, this is something I find so funny that a lot of people don't do at thrift stores. They don't ask the staff. Oh, I is. never, it would even occur to me to do that. Isn't that funny? Like, you would you would grab somebody at Target in a heart and be like, where are the diapers? <laughs> right? It's the same thing. Like, every time I tell people that, they're like, oh, I guess I never really thought to do that. It feels like... Like, you should know. You should know, and, like, they've already done you a favor by making this stuff really no. cheap. Don't bother <laughs> them. <laughs> no, they, they are there to help you, and, like, you just... I, I do this all the time at new thrift stores. I was at Value World and I was walking around in circles because I rarely go up to that store because it's far. And I'm like, okay. I stopped her. I'm like, I need leggings. I need (laughs) tanks. Like, tell me exactly where to go. And she's like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, oh, that was easy. Because I seriously spent 15 minutes walking around in circles just trying to find it. It's like this weird thing that people do at thrift stores. Yeah. So they're there to help you. So one thing I wanted to talk about then Back to your point about trying things on is lice and bed bugs. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Okay. Do you guys remember back in like 2010 when bed bugs became like a real problem? It started in New York City, I think, and then it just started becoming rampant across the nation. That's when my bed bug fear became a thing. I'm not like, I don't have like a phobia. Like, I just don't trust the spine of used books, for example, (laughs) even though I love. The idea of getting really good books for cheap. I mean, some of the best books I've ever read were ones Dina brought home from the thrift store. And, you know, what if, I mean, what what if someone donated something and it was infested with bed bugs and you bought it? I mean, that's it. It's like kind of like bringing it home from a hotel. I mean, is it not possible or am I being a little bit over, like, is it overkill on my part? As long as I've been thrifting, 
I've never ever seen bugs or Is there like a protocol they yes. take? Okay. Okay. So That would make me feel better if you told me there was a protocol. Is it possible? Of course. Is it Yeah, like I mean people have brought home bed bugs from five star hotel rooms. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's, it's because it's gross. I just just because it's been previously owned. Sure. That's it. So it's possible, yes, but it's very, 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 very rare. I have never encountered anything in all of the decades that I've been thrifting. So I'm itching now. There is a protocol. <laughs> and if you listen to episode 11, we interviewed Goodwill and she talked about this. And this is very true. By the time something hits the sales floor, it has gone through several inspections. It's not like somebody just dumps a bag at Goodwill and then it's out on the sales floor. Okay. Like several people sort, inspect the items. So like, first of all, the person who donated it looked it over for the most part before they put it in a bag, right? And I would think most people would have the good sense not to donate something that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then it gets to the thrift store. It gets sorted. It goes through several people before it hits the store. We were at Value World last week. I think she said it was like seven inspections wow. before it hits the sales wow. floor. Why? It just that's goes through lot. so many different people. Like Wow. And then when it comes to furniture and stuff, that's all. Anything with um, stuffing has to be disinfected. Mm -hmm. And then before you buy it, you're inspecting it and looking it over. So you obviously wouldn't buy anything. Like, you're not just grabbing things willy-nilly. Like, I look at everything I buy. But I'm like, like okay, do you, would you buy stuffed animals? Because, see, that makes me nervous yeah. with, the, with lice, for example. Because sure. I know, like, when a child gets lice, they tell you you have to get rid of all your pillowcases and your stuffed animals and everything, or at least put them in a bag and fumigate them or something. I'm very, very, very picky when it comes to stuffed animals. I'm not like just all, you know, excited about it. I buy ones only, first of all, that look brand new. Mm -hmm. If they're all matted and gross, I will not do it. I avoid the ones that are in big, huge bins yeah. of other stuffed animals. Um, if it's kind of like sitting off on its own, I, those are the ones I kind of gravitate towards more. And then I, I only buy ones I can wash. So like the ones that have batteries or like or things like, you can't take out, I won't buy them. Okay. Like I have to be able to put it in a washer and, dry, and dryer. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I will say about bed bugs is like, if there is an epidemic, then just take a break from thrifting. Yeah. Like if that whole thing that happened in 2010 happens again, just chill out. I mean, I know I'll chill out on the thrifting okay. a little bit because... But there hasn't been an epidemic in nine years. And I, I remember reading in the New York Times, like, don't buy used books or check the spines and don't avoid thrift shopping. I remember that was a specific one. I think you should do that. They were telling New Yorkers things. to do. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, if they're telling us not to do it, it must be bad. Well, I, I mean, you're just you have to take safety measures. It's just not a problem. It's, it's not, not really it's a not. thing. I mean, Shannon, have you it's ever seen It's maybe an anything? exaggerated or irrational fear. One of the things that we've heard is thrift stores are for poor people and it's not true so when you shop at a nonprofit thrift store so one that provides programs in the community like a goodwill or something like that there's there's a certain percentage of every dollar that you spend that goes back to their programming that was maybe not the best term yeah to choose i, I don't know that wasn't your no, this okay. is what people, and people say this in the classes we teach all the time. They say, why would you take away from those who need it the most? And you're not. There's well, definitely... and I think all of us, too, have donated a good amount of clothes sure. to the thrift stores. So your donation and your purchases make a difference. So yeah. are we taking away from people who need it? Not necessarily. Like, they, the, they get how many thousands of tons a yeah, year? Yeah, I remember she said they had a lot of tons. So there's definitely a lot of stuff to go around, especially in America. Like, there's no <laughs> shortage of stuff. But you are, in fact, 
helping these nonprofits in turn help people who need it in some capacity. Another reason that people hate or are discouraged to go thrifting is that they feel like they don't have an eye for it. So one of the things you said earlier stuck with me. You're like, what about the fabrics? What about things not fitting right? I would say use your strengths. What strengths do you already have? You're already really good with knowing which fabrics feel good on you. You're always talking about fabrics with me. Like, oh, I feel like (laughs) this is such a good fabric. This always feels really good. Or I don't like that fabric on me. So like use whatever shopping strengths you already have and apply those at the thrift store. And that's your eye, right? Like everybody has a strength or everybody has an eye. Like maybe you're really good with brands when it comes to housewares. Like Shannon, you have such a good technique and eye for that because of, you know, your interests in that. So I would say to our listeners, everybody has an eye for thrifting. You just have to kind of identify where your strengths are and use that, apply those as you're thrifting. And then the other side of that too is the more you do something, the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. Avid thrifters aren't these like masters, you know, they just have done it over and over and over again. So have you found your reason for thrifting? Yes, I have found my reason for thrifting. And I'll tell you, the number one reason is I want to save money this year, (laughs) especially around the holidays. Uh I don't want to spend what we've typically spent in the past on things. I think I can do it. And also finding cool stuff like on a whim. Like I know what's out in Target right now. I know what's out as far as like their holiday stuff, but I don't know what's going to be at the village. I could find like a really cool set of like cat Christmas plates or something. You never know. Here's the thing. You know, Shannon and I would love everybody for everybody to be thrifters, but we understand that that's not the case. Right. And, and, We're actually going to do a whole episode on this where it's like, we don't all have to be thrifters. But what you can do is kind of instill the value both in yourself and in your kids that it's not weird. By accepting it, you we're, we can all remove that stigma. I know you. You're not going to be a diehard thrifter. Like, you're just <laughs> not. not. You're not, not going to be happen. a Dina and Shannon. And that's totally okay. Because but what you guys- I love about you is that you're open to it. You're willing to go once a month. You're willing to maybe prioritize and say, you know what? It's more convenient for me to buy this on Amazon, but I'm going to buy this at the thrift store instead. Yeah. I'm going to buy Cat Christmas at the thrift store versus <laughs> buying Cat Christmas at Target. And I, I love Christmas. that. Like, I think that's so cool because... Not everybody has to be extreme about it. And you just have to find what motivates you, what energizes you to go, what gives you that thrill of the hunt. And the more and more people do that, the less the less weird it becomes and the less stigma it has um, connected to it. Yeah. And of course, you know, you're helping the environment. Of course. And I always want to do that. Let me tell you, I just found this um, statistic and it blew my mind. Okay, so in today's in today's world, we have way more people that are looking to make less of a carbon footprint. And by doing that, by, by thrifting, you can do that. And mm-hmm. your carbon footprint is reduced by 82% when you go thrifting. That I would believe. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, I know I'm constantly causing... Um, a lot of environmental problems when I shop online because when you send your stuff back all the time, <laughs> sound like my grandma. Yeah, like the cost of like the fuel of the manufacturing, all the co- all, all the boxes you're yeah, getting. But, but I just like to say I work in the recycling industry, <laughs> and those boxes recycle those boxes, recycle, recycle, and take the plastic out. Thank you. Uh, 
Oh my god! But yes, I can I can see that. I I I don't know who came up with that, but it's it's a believable statistic. (laughs) So it is very eco friendly to shop uh, second and third hand, right? And people are looking for ways that they can shop shop sustainably. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. And if you go and try to buy clothes that are made through like sustainable process. It's really expensive, and a lot right. of people can't afford those kind of clothes. Right. So to do this is the most affordable way that we can help the environment. Now, I have a question for you, too. How much of a lifetime do you get out of these clothes mm-hmm. since they've been worn before? So to me, I read, I was listening to NPR the other day, and they were talking about the bankruptcy with Forever 21 and fast shopping. Fast, fast fashion, is that what it's called? Yeah. And they said that the average wear out of Forever 21 is 10 wears. So you buy a shirt for 15 bucks. You know, Forever 21 is pretty cheap. And I know I used to shop there quite a bit. And I would get about 10 wears before it either shrunk, got holes in it, whatever. What about you guys? And of course, obviously, I know that it's going to depend on the label and the brand and the material. But let's say you thrifted that shirt. How how much do you think you would get out of that shirt before it was time to toss it? Love that question. <laughs> I mean, I can't answer that question without saying yes. It absolutely depends on the, on the label, the fabric, how it was made. I personally avoid fast fashion at the thrift store for that very reason. Because a lot of times the fast fashion stuff that's there is fairly new because somebody probably wore it not even 10 times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, because exactly what you said, that I'm not going to get a lot of wear out of it. So I avoid it. Some people, like Dee Dee was telling us in that interview, some people said, she said, some people really like, you know, Forever 21, but can't afford to shop there. And so being able to get it at Goodwill, even if it means they're going to wear it 10 times, at least it's they bought it recycled. I've had stuff, honest to God, Mary, I have a black shirt with ruffles on it that I wear to work at least once a week. I've had it since for seven years. Wow. I'm not joking. And it's it and hasn't it, shrunk or faded or No, and it's all about how you take care of it. So cutting back on the number of times you're washing them, um, really caring for them, dry cleaning things in an eco-friendly way for things that need to be dry cleaned, storing them properly, you know, washing and caring for them according to the care label. Pro tip, if I wear a dress to work, I bring it home and I hang it back up inside out so I know that I'm wearing it once. And then the next time I wear it, I know I have to wash it. So I wash it like every two times. Wow. Because like it's it's a dress I'm wearing to work. And if, as long as I'm not like sweating, which I'm probably not, like it's not dirty. Yeah. Unless I spill something on it. Well, I just have, I have a cat. Right. And a two-year-old who is cl- very clingy. So he's right. always wiping his nasty little boogers on me. <laughs> so I'm constantly trying to. Uh... No, that's funny. <laughs> So I'm constantly having to, I used to get several wears out of my clothes. Like I would wear a shirt like this, I'd hang it up. I might even wear it another time or a time after that. And I did notice my clothes were in better shape back then. So I started hang drying everything, but that's like a whole other story. Well, and that's where thrifting comes in handy, I think, in your situation. So buying maybe those things that you're only going to get 10 wears out of them, for these very reasons, like things that you can wear around the house, mm-hmm. right? Like that you wouldn't feel terrible about about it getting boogers and cat hair all over them, yeah. right? Like, and then buying and then also thrifting those higher end things that you aren't wearing around the house. Yeah. Another point about um, how long things last: a way to prolong your thrifted clothes is to buy the essentials, so things that you know you'll wear several different times. So I have a whole list of essentials that you can thrift. So it's like things like black blazer or a black knit tee. So that shirt I was talking about, it's a black, simple ruffle top. Well-made, I wear it all the time. So like if you thrift the essentials and thrift the staples, you are going to 
breathe new life into this thing and wear it, even if you wore it 30 times. Because mm-hmm. I think they say you, you should aim to try to wear something at least 30 times. Hmm. That's a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about some of the things, you know, maybe a really nice durable coat that you're going to wear at least 30 times. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a fun topic. I like that. Like how, how secondhand, how mm-hmm. long you can prolong secondhand clothes. Often um, you can buy things with new tags anyway. Like you can look for those things that are brand new. Yeah. Um, a question for you, Neri. All right. So I know that like these next two months are going to be pretty easy because it's fun stuff. But say January comes and it's time to go thrifting. Uh, it's snowing out, but it's your thrift day. <laughs> if you follow Dina's days list, shopping list, and she tells you exactly what you need to buy in January, like just one thing that you need to go look for for yourself, would you do it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. As long as I have the guidance, Mm -hmm. you're telling me what to get. Yeah. But I will tell you right now, if I go and I don't find it the first time and then I go again and I don't find it again, I'm probably just going to give up. I love how Shannon is plugging our uh, 2020 (laughs) podcast plan. Nice job. Next year, we're going to have a new uh, kind of approach and challenge to the podcast. Stay tuned for that. Neri, we, we have a whole process to finding certain things on our lists. Like there are certain things that I need now, right? For work, I need it right now. I'll give myself three tries to find it. If I don't find it at the thrift store, I'll buy it retail because I need it like ASAP. Then there's like that second priority list of priority right like i'm like uh, it would be nice to have it would be nice to thrift it mm-hmm. and then there's that third list where you're like i'm never buying this retail it's on what shannon calls her forever list so if it's like <laughs> cat christmas you're like i'm never gonna buy this retail so it's okay to be like i give up mm-hmm. like i i'm gonna go buy it retail but at least you tried yeah and like and in the and throughout the process you've strengthened your th- your thrifting muscle okay sounds good you guys have inspired me <gasps> wonderful all right i'll report back <laughs> next week after my um my initial thrift cat christmas thrift haul <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday dina i think let's see let's see the thrifted thing for last open that yeah open, open that this, this is this is amazon live like rose dress like blanche uh, think like dorothy speak like sophia <laughs> It's so cute. <laughs> totally dressed like Blanche. I yes. love that. I love that. Oh, I love this. Good find, girl. All right, the last thing's thrifted. This is thrifted? Mm, nice quality. Mod cloth. Yeah, girl. Isn't that <laughs> so cute? Oh, that's so her. That's so you, you circa 2011. This? your business. This is this is brand new. I know. This is straight up brand new. Oh God, isn't it so cute? Thank you for being a friend. Come on, Neri. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. If you threw a party, invited everyone you knew. You would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say it came from Goodwill. (laughs) I miss a pal and friend every time. Thank me for being on your show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Neri. It was a pleasure, guys. For coming over through traffic. It was really hard. Uh, It was. Ohio Mart is going on. Yeah, Yeah, no, really, thank you. This This was fun. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. She just 
wanted to say it was my pleasure. She did. She was so fun. She was like, come on. She thinks she's on NPR right now. Yeah, this was this is not 100% David Green you, morning edition. You edition. and me playing radio. <laughs> Our dream came true to play radio. Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethrift Deduce Ourselves. For episode show notes, links, photos, and more, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at dinasdays and fatdontcrack and sign up for our mailing list so you can get episode notifications sent directly to your email. 